The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're tuned in to Heat Check with Trista Crick. On this episode of the Heat Check... We're digging in to why Adam Silver and how Adam Silver loves France just so damn much. Uh, We break down Jeremy Sohan's new free throw shooting style to break down his free throw blue. We have some Carl Anthony Towns drama. (gasps) Shocker. He's never in the news. And we also get into some other tea from around the league. So much popping as the trade deadline approaches. So do me a favor, Nick, and drop that generic ass beat. Uh, Before we get into everything popping around the league, uh, I wanted to give a special shout out to all the good, fine, fine folks in Buffalo, New York, for hosting me as America's guest in Buffalo for the Bengals-Bills game. I, uh, I'm i not sure. I haven't gone through a table yet, but I believe just shy of that, I'm a part of Bills Mafia, which means, of course, I take some sort of blame in going there and declaring my AFC fandom just so they can get their ass sent home. Uh, I'm sorry. Buffalo, we know it's a huge sports town. We talk about that not only in some of these radio hits that I do in Buffalo, but also in Rochester. So I got to talk a little hoops with them. A lot of people there reminded me multiple times that Buffalo was the original home of the what is now the L.A. Clippers. Did you know that? If you're not a historian, you did not. Uh, and I was, I was told an incredible story about the Buffalo Braves, which was the original NBA team, well, one of the original NBA teams in Buffalo. So I had to fact check it. Turns out this crazy story that they told me while I was tailgating near double propane uh, burners trying to warm myself up at their tailgate was true. It's actually maybe the craziest reason that an NBA player has been traded in league history. It's absurd. It's, it's got a little ism to it, you know what I mean? Like there's a little, ah, ah, there's more to the story than just that. Anyway, so the Buffalo Braves... NBA franchise from 1970 to 1978. They have a fascinating history in the sense that they have three rookies of the year in four seasons. 
Think about that. Three out of four of their years, they had the rookie of the year. And they were a team on the rise. And then all of a sudden, ownership decided, fuck it. We're just going to tank. We're just going to try to sell this team. Pretty bad luck if you're trying to sell the team with multiple rookie of the years. Uh, in 1976, so they're shedding guys, right? They shed Hall of Famer Bob McAdoo, the league MVP, and a four-time All-Star at this point for cash. First of all, outside of this trade story, that's bonkers. That is absurd. David Stern would have stepped in and said no. Uh, so they wanted to deflate attendance numbers so they could just break their lease in Buffalo. 2022 Buffalo would never allow this to happen, I promise you. The Braves then turned around and got Moses Malone, who was just absolutely a monster in the paint, as we know. Later, a world champ with the Sixers. His career lasted exactly two games in Buffalo. Two games before he was traded to Houston. Why? Why did he get traded? What did he do? That was so wrong. What was so egregious in his behavior that would cause them to move someone who's this level of a player in two games? Well, Coach Tate's lock immediately got it in his mind that Moses Malone, Moses Malone, was lazy because, checks notes, he slumped on the bench during timeouts. No, that's the reason. That's the reason. It is. Moses Malone got traded from Buffalo because of bad posture. <laughs> or maybe a more reasonable idea is that Tate's locks is an asshole and he didn't like Moses Malone. Like, that's probably more accurate. According to the recent history of the Buffalo Braves, Locke talked the owner into trading Moses Malone immediately because... <laughs> I just don't like the way he sits on the bench. It just rubs me the wrong way. He gives me vibes of just meh. It feels like a very complacent player. Moses Malone. We're not talking about some janitor. We're talking about Moses Malone. A year later, the Braves are in San Diego, so their efforts to get themselves shipped out of Buffalo worked. They then later, as we know, moved to Los Angeles because of all of the things that were happening with the Clippers, and that's where they are now. But what a story. I got to make my way back to Buffalo. What an incredible story that was. Big thanks to all the folks in Buffalo who came by, said hello, did not throw me through a table, gave me the original Buffalo Wings, uh, showed me a great time, went to Otto's, amazing subs. I think there's like a sausage patty and some sort of meat thing in there and cheese. Awesome. Also, Shope. Gene Battaglia, Bulldog, who did not come out, but we'll see him next time. And now I know what Bill's Mafia is truly like. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So on to the league. 
Uh, current league news, I just had to share that uh, before we got into more ridiculousness from our current commissioner, Adam Silver. So we've talked about how much Adam Silver just fawns over Europe. Just loves it. Just loves everything about the culture. Clearly wants to be a part of the culture. Wants this culture to be a part of the NBA in some way. And now I feel like there's even more evidence of that. A new country has struck Adam Silver's fancy. And it is France. Currently in love. Currently a Francophile. Real quick, as an aside, if you look at Adam Silver... Does he kind of just look like the guy who, just picture him in your mind. Doesn't he look like someone who would correct you for saying croissant wrong? I guess croissant. It's croissant. It's bonjour. And it's like, okay, guy, you're American. Doesn't he seem kind of like the guy who has a couple, maybe five, maybe seven berets in his closet in different colors that he wears with a turtleneck when he goes out to a French restaurant and orders foie gras? Like, doesn't that seem like Adam Silver? Like, you just know when he goes to dinner parties, he regales you with that time that he discovered one of the best cheeses on the planet when he took his trip with his lovely wife to Roquefort. You know? Like, that's him. That's Adam Silver. And he's going to shove French culture down our throats, whether we like it or not. That's just what's going down. So last week, they decided to have a game in Paris. The NBA did. First ever game. In the city of lights, who played in that game? Was it was it Lakers Bucks? Was it somebody star studded? Did we get to see I don't know? Did we get to see Steph Curry and the Warriors uh, play against I don't know even the Boston Celtics? Oh, it was much better than that. Something really to to just warm your palate up a little bit, get you get the juices going. It was um. They decided to send the dead last Detroit Pistons with a total of 12 wins uh, to face the Chicago Bulls on the verge of a rebuild. Did the French, have they not been tuning into the NBA since um, the Michael Jordan era? Because that, that game in 1991 would have been amazing. But, hey, uh, Zach Levine's name does sound a little French. Levin, Zach Levin. Um, so that counts, I think, for something. So I'm watching the game at 3 p.m., which is in itself weird. But nothing is weirder than when you're watching Adam Silver share macaroons with Emmanuel Macron, a French president, right? Like, that's how he wanted me to say it. I wouldn't say it like that. That's how he wanted me to say it. So according to AP over a cafe... Adam Silver and Macron uh, struck a deal to work together with the hopes of continuing to grow the game of basketball internationally in France. So the question is, why now? Why are we doing this now? Well, if you know anything about what's popping around the league, you know why. Adam Silver has been commissioner for a very long time. We know he's been loving things, France all things French since, I don't know, like he went to the Louvre on a senior class trip at his private school. We know he's been in love with French women for 50 years now. So why the urgency? Why this international deal at this moment? I mean, it's very simple. It's two words. It's 
Stick your Wambiyama. Like, it's him. Yeah. The guy Magic Johnson just came out and called the best player of the world. He is coming to America, presumably going to blow basketball up in France along the way because the French are going to be so excited. They've only had Tony Parker and Rudy Gobert and Evan Fournier. Like, they finally get a real guy in the NBA, right? They finally get someone they can be proud of, not some, not some chucklehead that they all get made fun of about. And then you add in the 2024 Olympics, which, by the way, is, is in Paris, even though we just had the Olympics in Tokyo, feels like just yesterday. And now we have a full-blown partnership going on. So what is in this international accord that they just struck? First and foremost, they're going to have a collab between the NBA and the LNB, the French Professional Basketball League. So we already saw that to a degree so far this year. More exhibitions like we saw with the Metropolitan 92 and Victor Wambayama against the G League Ignite and Scoot Henderson, right? That's, that was a game that we all liked to see. It was in Vegas. It was lit. And beyond that, there were two things that came from this trip. The leagues are going to hype up the Olympics, probably meaning that Adam Silver is going to put pressure on all the big stars to show up and play. Steph Curry, you're fucking playing in these Olympics now. Like, you're not ducking this anymore. You're on the tail end. You've been saying you've been part of this championship window. You don't want to compete in international basketball because it messes up your your training regimen and your calendar of load and duration and frequency, and you don't want to tail off before the season gets to a turning point. But no, no, no. You're playing in Paris, Steph. That's what's happening. DeMar DeRozan's already committed. Not sure if that moves the needle from an international perspective. But the second thing that they decided on is fascinating. NBA and French officials are going to work together to grow the game in Africa. Why? Well, we've heard this multiple times from folks like Jerry West, other GMs around the league are talking about, okay, Hoopers from Victor Wambayama, Rudy Gobert, uh, Mbappe in soccer, all having roots in Africa. Jerry West has said that at, at Summer League that the NBA is deeply interested in that corner of the world because that partnership feels like probably where the NBA is going. Future of the league all stems from that France-Africa connection. And now Adam Silver has aligned himself with the government whose colonial policies <laughs> control most of the area. So it's a win-win, right? Like, so who knows what that means? What is the end goal of all this? Well, there's a closer relationship most likely between the NBA and the EuroLeague. And surprise, surprise, the same day of the accords of the EuroLeague announced they were having talks to fix the kind of fractured relationship between the two entities. Everybody wants the Olympic Games to go well, right? But ultimately, for Adam Silver, a franchise in Paris has to be the end game. Pick me. Pick me. I'm coming. I'm going. Whatever the name of the franchise is, I am in. I'm changing my entire life. I'm sure that they would love an NBA betting analyst to show up and eat some macaroons with Macron. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen, like, tomorrow, but... Maybe like 10 years, 10, 15 years from now. The NBA is going to be international, folks, in our lifetime. And Paris, of course, is at the top of Adam Silver's wish list.